Welcome to Retro Wars, where each week me and a friend talk about the video games we used to play back when we were kids. Hi, my name is Daniel Carroll, and this is episode 37, and we're talking Resident Evil 1, or the remake for the Nintendo GameCube. Yeah, it's a remake, and I'm not going to lie, my throat is a little bit croaky. It's been a bit of a weird weekend. I've been out drinking, I've been out paintballing. I've just genuinely been in bad shape. It's not been a good week. I've been a bad boy. So I'm genuinely on the way of recovery. It's just one of those things, unfortunately. And I know this is coming a day late, and I do apologise. I often try and get this out for me every uh, Sunday. And I know it's Monday now, so I do apologise. I hope everybody is well. Um, Everyone's had a good week. But yes, we are talking Resident Evil. We are continuing the theme of Halloween. Um, and I've got some more scary games to go through. Now, I had never played Resident Evil 1. I always thought it looked like absolute dog turd. I did then get interested when I first saw the remake. And it was my first real experience of playing a Resident Evil game. And it absolutely scared me half to death. It was incredible. And I honestly believe this was the game that took horror genre to the next level. To actually making it a realistic thing in gaming. And it was actually the first the trilogy of games Capcom had to make for the system. They went on to make Resident Evil 4 and Resident Evil 0. So I think with those three games, they did pretty well, to be honest. Now, I did this recording with my brother. Uh, I've mentioned him a few times, Raphael, a.k.a. Phil. And he has come onto the show for the first time. But I thought he did a good job. Uh, I thought he did a really good job. And actually, um, the noises, or the noise, the piano you heard at the beginning was him. He was playing the piano. And I'm amazed how much of a good pianist he is. I always thought the first time he showed me a recording of him playing the piano, I thought it'd be like, do, 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 do. And it wasn't. It was incredible. I was like, holy shit, you've really gone far with that. Makes you think I'm a lazy bastard and I need to do something. So we will be getting on to that. That's going to be in about half an hour's time, 25 minutes. If you want Resident Evil, just skip to the front. we just got to do the intro first. We play a few games, go a few news and what's going on. And yeah, so if you want Resident Evil, though, you don't want any of that, just skip it. But honestly, stick around. It is quite fun. First of all, I've got to get the plugs out the way. Yes, the plugs have to happen because, well, I want to try and make this my full-time career. If you want to support the show, you can do so in a number of ways. Wherever you're listening to this, give it a five-star review. Give it, say whether I'm great, say whether I'm not. Because, obviously, you want to try and introduce more people to the show. And the more five stars I have, people might think, oh, this is actually a decent show. But the best way you can do us is support us financially. Or if you go over to patreon.com forward slash retro wars for $1, you, I'm going to start, I keep saying, do a, it's $1.50. This is Australian. But do a change and just say $1.00. Because essentially it's one US, it's around one US dollar, around that. I'll bear out, now, do you know what, I'll just stick to one dollar fifty Australian because that's what it is and it's not going to be changing round. Okay, one dollar fifty Australian, you get access to your own fortnightly show which I call DLC and as a bit of a sneak peek, I'm just going to show you a little, show you a little bit, play a little bit of our recent episode which is episode 12 and things in gaming that made me go poo poo.
Yeah, number nine. It's not a game. It's not. But it's this sound. Like, don't ask me why. Like, essentially, you can say, oh, it's not, it's not a game. Well, it's on every single PlayStation 1 game. So, yeah, I'm including it. I don't know why, but it scared the hell out of me. Like, as kids, you can become scared of really random things. Like, there used to be a UK t- TV series called Button Moon, and there was another one called Trap Door. I used to be absolutely terrified. They're kids' shows. I used to be terrified. Like, you know, that sound is, is iconic for a lot of people, but it still irks me to this day whenever I hear it. And that was episode 12 of DLC and things that make me go boop in my bats. And what else do you get for your money? Well, you get access to your own Discord. We're trying to build our own little community where we can really talk about most things. You get a chance to message me one-on-one, take part take part in any of the games that we get involved in, which is 16 Bits of Nonsense, Survive or Die, I'll be going into this shortly, DLC or comments on our game of the week, and challenge me in a bunch of gaming. Now, let's just, that's all the plugs done. That is all done. So let us get on to our letter section, which I call 16 Bits of Nonsense. Now, 16 Bits of Nonsense is our letter section where you can basically message me about anything, whether it comes gaming, film, TV, whatever, and I'll do my best to answer. Now, our regular Captain N, who writes in every week and I'm really appreciative of, says, If you could take a character from any fighting game and put it into another, which would it be, or who would it be, and why? Now, before I answer, Raging Demon back this up and he says, I love Captain N's question. I've got my answer to this when they put Akuma in Tekken 7. Right, okay, so he's then gone. I'll go, I'll do Raging Demon's question because he's added it his own. Okay, I'll do Captain N's first. So if I could put in any character from a fighting game and put it in another, who would it be? Um... Now I'm gonna now you some of you are gonna go, she's not a fighting game character, but she is because she was in a fighting game. I am gonna pick pick Tifa Lockhart from Final Fantasy VII. And I know people go, well, hang on, she's not a fighting game character. Well she was. There was a game called Energize, and she was in it. So bleh. I would put Tifa into Tekken. Simple as that. I think Tifa in Tekken 8 would be absolutely incredible. I think because she has a whole range of moves. I think she'd work better in uh, Tekken 8 than she would work on Street Fighter. So Street Fighter, they're my two main ones. But I would definitely put Tifa in Tekken. I think with the range of moves that she has and the ability with Tekken that you can do absolutely anything and such a huge move list, I think she would absolutely be fantastic. And that's not to say it can't happen because it's Noctis from Final Fantasy 15's in there. So it can happen. And I think there'll be more guest characters in Tekken 8. There will be. Akuma was in there. Negan was in there. There was someone from um, SNK was in there. So we will see more characters in Tekken 8. And I would honestly love to see Tifa in there. Who's to say it won't happen? Because Final Fantasy Remake Part 2 is on the way. That's coming out next year. I think it's coming out next Christmas. So who's to say that when... Because we don't, I don't, don't we have a release date for Tekken 8? Who's to say that they don't to try and hype up the new Final Fantasy? They put Tifa in there. I, I really think that could be a thing. Do you know what? Now the more I talk about it and the way that the stars are going to align, I think for DLC, I think they could put Tifa in there. If they're willing to put Noctis in there, they'll, they'll put Tifa. I'm going to bank on that happening. Honestly, when DLC happens, we will get Tifa. 
And if I if I said that, everybody has to literally call me God because I predicted it. I'm literally the ruler of all men and women because of that fact. So yeah, I know it's early. My mind isn't really working properly. So to answer um, Raging Demon's question, if I could remove any character for finding who would it be? Oh, you know what? I'm going to be, this might cause some problems. Shao Kahn from Mortal Kombat. What a fucker he is. He's an absolutely broken piece of shit that literally laughs at you. He's so broken. The fact he can just taunt, the fact he can taunt you and laugh about it. He can absolutely suck a dick. He's just, he's just shite. No, to be honest, oh, who would he get rid of? Which characters really piss me off? There's not anyone apart from Shao Kahn that really pisses me off. I, I love all characters. Oh, no, hang on. Who's the... Who are the fat guys from... It's not Bob from... Te- the one from... I think it's Rufus. Is he the... Bo- I think it's called Rufus from Tekken. Because he was just added, basically, because Street Fighter put a big fat guy in, in Tekken in Street Fighter 4. So they went, oh, we'll do the same. I think it was in Tekken 6. We'll just do the same then. And I was like, oh, that's just... That's a cheap cop-out. I was like, don't make your own characters. I was like, don't just do something that Street Fighter have done. I know other people have can say, oh, well, hang on, everyone copies each other's ideas. Well, they do. But I think that trend has kind of stopped now from when we used to do it in the 90s. But I think Namco just basically saw what Street Fighter were doing. Oh, we'll copy that. Copy and paste. A few minute, little changes. I think he was called Rufus. It's either Bob or Rufus. They were the two names of the character. I can't remember who was who. So someone's going to have to correct me on that of who's who. But yeah, that's who would be my addition. So, addition, deletion. So thank you very much, guys, for the questions. I really appreciate it. And if you have got any other questions, that's over at patreon.com forward slash rest rewards to join in. Now we're going to shift gears and we are going to move to our new section, which I call Patch 37.0. Now, what's been going on with the news? Well, Street Fighter VI has just finished its closed beta, and I've been watching a lot of this um, on Maximilian Dude. I think he's the best fighting game channel on YouTube, and the game looks absolutely incredible. It really does look absolutely... It, it looks beautiful. The character designs, the models look incredible. The way it plays, it flows so well. The amount of colours coming around everywhere... It looks the real deal. It really does. They've done a big step up from tech, from Street Fighter Five, and I cannot wait to get this game. I think what was really good was that the yes, there were only limited players. I get that, but you could go to lobbies depending on your internet strength, and the signals that they had seemed to be quite good. The matchmaking that they were that Max was having was very very good. There was the odd time of it was slowed down to a crawl, but it was very rare. And then the game seemed to sort itself out and it picked it back up. Like, and I honestly think this is this this is the the game for newbies because there are different stages to ranking they showed, which really encourages new players. Because that's one of the things that problems have had with ranking is that you can eventually hit a wall and it's just not fun anymore, and you you just get turned off. I think they might have sorted that out because it looks like there's different layers to ranking. I think the great players, once they've got through the the to, to platinum or diamond, I think that's where they'll stay and they'll be completely out of the way of those people who just want to learn. 
leaving them to basically grow and not get discouraged. Like you're not going to get mismatched because that was always problems in ranking. You get you get matched with someone who is way too good for you, and it's just not fun. Like I went paintballing recently, and they put some guy in there, one of the staff who was way too good. His weapon was too good, and it just wasn't fun. It genuinely just was not fun. And I think that makes a big difference to your overall experience if you've got some wanker who will just absolutely smash the shit out of you. So I think Capcom have done a really good job here. I think one thing that has come out which is brilliant is that they could have a character creation. And I can mention this previously where you can make your own character, like in most games, but some of the hideous creatures which people have made for character creation have had me pissing myself laughing. I was looking at them in bed, and it was one of those moments I was, they were so bad, but so funny. I was literally chuckling in bed, and I was shaking, and I hate when I do that, because I'm trying to laugh, but not laugh, because I can just imagine the, the queens can be like, shut the fuck up, stop fucking rocking, but it was so funny. I, I cannot wait for this game to get a general release, because to see some of the horrific things we're going to be looking at when we're walking around the lobby is going to be great. It really does look good. Now, looking at old things that, well, things that might not look that good, Pilot Wings 64. Now, this has just hit the news. Now, I never thought I'd be talking about Pilot Wings, but I am. It's just appeared on the Nintendo 64 surface, and the reason why it's hit the news is because there's a level in there, there's a stage where you fly around, and the Twin Towers are in there, and people are like, oh, should they have edited it out, should they have not? Look. Don't get me wrong, what happened in New York was was unbelievably horrific. And I've been to the memorial, and it's one of, like, it's one of the most somber places I'll ever go into my life. But do I think they could... I, I, I'm leaving in. Look, it's a 25-year-old game. You, We can't just go around and erase every little thing that's happened. I don't get me wrong, I, my heart goes out to everyone that's been affected. But maybe they're not able to edit... Maybe they're not able to edit the fact that that was in there. It's like putting an old film out there. There are, there are so many old films I've watched where the Twin Towers are in there. And it's always like, oh, God, the Twin Towers. But that was life. That was what it was prior to when it happened. It was there. And I just think it's one of them. We just have to kind of accept that that was our past. It was tragic. But we shouldn't, ha- we shouldn't erase it. I just don't think that's me. Other people can come at me and say that they have different opinions, and I respect it, but I just think, where do we where do we draw the line with this sort of things? I talk about where we do have to draw the line. Nintendo. Now, I know we've mentioned in the past Nintendo they had their little problems internally, and it looks like something else has happened. So there was someone called Mackenzie, uh, Mackenzie Clifton. Now, I think they were a Q&A person, but they allegedly got sacked. Well, they did. It wasn't allegedly. This is what was allegedly. So they got sacked for asking Doug Bowser. I don't know whether it was to his face or it was a Q&A session about unification. So that's basically about unionization. Sorry, I should say unification with Sony. Woo, fusion. But uni- unionization. So that's basically making sure that you have a union in your club. Now, apparently, this is all I'm going to say this is all allegedly because I'm not, I don't want to get sued. Allegedly, Nintendo sacked them and said it was for a tweet that looked suspicious. The whole tweet was bollocks. Like I've, I don't think that's enough to get sacked over. And they basically have now, Miss Mackenzie Clifton's now been paid. Um, so I think it's like twenty five thousand dollars. I think it's. I don't think it's in court. I think that's just been settled out of court. It's not a good look, to be honest. And Nintendo do have a lot of. There's a lot of claims of workplace mistreatment and sexual harassment going on. So I think Nintendo have got to get the house in order. I go. This is a lot of. Well. 
people have alleged these things have happened, but the fact that more and more are coming to light, um, I'd like to think that Nintendo got a you know a real good look at themselves, get shit sorted behind the scenes because you don't want anyone to basically be sacked for asking a question, be face any sort of workplace mistreatment, whether it's physical, sexual, harassment. You don't want it. So Nintendo sort your shit out and get everything in order. And you know, I said people should be able to go to work and enjoy themselves and not be basically worried about coming home or going to work and getting harassed. Um, so hopefully Nintendo sort your shit out. But thing, this is the thing Nintendo in, internally do really good jobs, but then they come out with shit, which is, makes me really happy, because they and Game Freak have just come out with a new Pokemon trailer, and this time they were teasing a new gym leader. It's amazing still things haven't been leaked, and we are nearly a month to go, and there are still things haven't been leaked. Jesus Christ, they... Is a freaking Yakuza run that shit. I swear to God, people are going to be losing hands if anything gets leaked. But they have released a new gym leader called Lono. And she was teasing a new Pokemon, which did get released. And I can't remember what it was called. It was like a like a frog thing. But what Lono is, is a streamer. Um, she's a video streamer. And it looks like Nintendo like to get with the time. There's been making comparisons like old gym leaders and new gym leaders. And the old gym leaders were like all buff heads. Like Lieutenant Surge and Chuck and Brock. And now it was like, oh, the the people complaining. Because well, Raihan was a um, like a YouTube, let's just say Instagram. Because he used to take photos of himself. And Lono is a streamer. That's the world we live in. That's how you can relate to people. I don't necessarily think you need to have hot heads and big meaty muscle men yeah it might show them as tough people but if you want to try and be relatable to the world that's around you i have no problem with putting a streamer in people might not like the character but like raihan i thought raihan was incredible he made me i every time i saw him i thought he's great his design was great i love the fact he took photos memes came out of it so i'm not going to be one of those who dump on nintendo for that and dump on game freak i think it's a really good idea stick with the times again if the gameplay's fun i don't give a shit talking about things where the gameplay wasn't fun square enix have basically said that their uh, fortnite experiment final fantasy 7 the first soldier um, will be ending next year um who didn't see that coming sadly it was a mobile phone game valiant attempt but i feel bad like i knew it was gonna fail because you can't beat fortnite Fortnite's too big. And I think the problem was this was Square Enix trying to really push the Final Fantasy VII brand. And as we keep as I keep saying, Final Fantasy VII, my favourite game ever. The problem was was that this was all a prequel and you're using character designs and characters of people we don't know. Like if you'd had if it was like a modern day with all the Final Fantasy VII characters, completely different. I think this game would have done so much different. Like if you were allowed to use Cloud and Barrett in a, in a Fortnite-esque, it would have been so much different. But the fact they didn't do that, I think, was was doomed this game to begin. Because if you look at uh, Fortnite, its main competitor, you can go... I was watching some kid. I was like, oh, what skins have you got? And he's showing me some. And I was like, okay, I recognize them, recognize them. But I can go around as Ryu. I can go around as Goku, Sakura, Chun-Li. You can go around at The Rock. I think he's got two, two skins in there now. John Cena's in there. Final Fantasy VII was never going to win, unfortunately. So good attempt, Square Enix. Sadly, wasn't going to be. Now, the next big experiment, and I'm hoping it does well, is from Sega with Sonic Frontiers. Now, the reason why I keep mentioning this, it's coming out not long. comes out the same day as Ragnarok, which is hilarious. But there is going to be DLC for this. I was surprised. I didn't think it'd be a DLC game, but they are. Basically, they've got a... Um, 
looks like they're working with Capcom. And Monster Hunter is going to be the first theme. And there's pictures of Sonic dressed up in Rath- dressed up in Rathalos armor. And he's cooking meat. And he looked really cool in the armor. And that made me think, wow, okay, this is really going to be a different sort of Sonic game. And, you know, if they're working with Capcom, who's to say that there's not going to be more people wanting to work with Sega? Like, did we ever think? I never thought I'd see Capcom crossed. Oh, no, I say that, right, but I know in my, how I, right, I'm chatting bollocks in that sense because I just realized it dawned on me. Sonic, there was a collab where you could dress up as Sonic in Monster Hunter. So I am chatting a bit of bollocks there. That's, apologies, that has only just dawned on me now. So, of course, this is going to happen if there's going to be a DLC. But regardless, I didn't think we'd ever see that sort of situation. I didn't think it was that sort of game. So I would like to hope that this is the first of many. So Capcom are obviously on board, but are other companies going to be on board? Obviously Nintendo aren't going to be. Well, no, why, why can't Nintendo be on board? Maybe they may make a Link costume. They've done it before, I suppose. Yeah, they've done it before. Again, this is me chatting bollocks again. <laughs> I really need to do my freaking research into these things because it's just dawned on me. I'm sure when they did a Sonic game, they did a crossover with Link, and they did. Sonic was dressed up in a tunic. So who's to say that not, we're not going to see this again? My God, Daniel, do some research into your games because I was waiting for people to go, oh, hang on, this has already fucking happened. Yes, it has, but I've corrected myself. So meh, meh, people on the internet. You can't have a go at me because I've sorted that shit out. Okay, let's just move on because that whole Sonic the section was bullshit. Let's go into Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat is now announcing its 30th anniversary. They've kicked off with a trailer to show what they've done those 30 years. And I was like, holy shit, they've done a lot of stuff in those 30 years. They've not announced if anything is coming uh, as part of that 30th anniversary. There must be. Something's going to come out. It's going to be either a collection or a new game. There has to be. You can't just have a 30th anniversary with no news, with nothing coming out. Is it going to be Mortal Kombat? Is it 12? Are we on 12 now? I think it will be 12. I suspect it will. I suspect it'll be an announcement that Mortal Kombat 12 is in the works and it'll be coming out next year. And they have. I think it'll be the perfect time to get on. Next year is going to be the Fighting It Games year. It will be. If Mortal Kombat decide they're coming out and having fun, then it will be because then you might even get Killer Instinct and everyone dead or alive. SNK basically make 2023 Fighting Game year. That should be the plan. So Ed Boone, I know you listen to this show. Get onto it. Sort that shit out. Finally... The last thing I'm going to be talking about, and not really giving much info about, is or oversight on, is Overwatch 2. The game is finally out. Now, this is a big change because it was 5v5 rather than 6v6. And the difference was, this time it was free to play. And from what I've seen, there were a load of problems when it first started. The servers were crashing left, right, center, and you just couldn't get a game. Now, I'm not going to say anything more about it because I think it's fixed itself now. I let peace. Can people let me know if it's any good? I could free to play, can't really complain on that, but can people let me know if it's any good and if they, if it's that sort of game which people should be getting involved in and is it much different from Overwatch 1 or is it pretty much the same with just new characters? Please let me know and I will read those comments out on the show. And that was the news section and we're now going to go into our special news section which is called Stick It Up Your Jinjo. Uh-huh.
So stick it up your Jinju is our free-to-play. Everyone can get involved in this one. You don't have to be part of Patreon. Basically, do you have a gaming achievement? Have you done something? Have you completed a story? Have you 100%ed everything? Have you completed all the time trials? Or has there been something that really pisses you off that you just want to go and put two fingers up to the screen because you've had enough? Basically, if you want to get involved in this, you go over to Twitter at RetroWarsUK. Give me a picture. Tell me what you've done. I would love to hear it. And we've, we've finally got some someone. And it's one of our regulars, Chris Copleen. He says, Fatal Frame, I have opinions. I would say more. But, you know. No. No, I don't know, Chris Copleen. I, I, what are you on about? What are your opinions? I, I don't know what Fatal Frame is. It, what is it? I've never heard or played that game. You can't just put little tidbits out there, which only certain people in the internet are going to know about. I have no fucking idea. What do you mean, dickhead? Like, I like you, Chris, but what the what the hell? Come on. You can't just come on here and go, well, I'd say more, but, you know, I'm not. And hope that I'm just going to fill the gaps in there. He's probably going, oh, well, you don't know. Oh, no, I don't know. Knob. Absolute knob. And people are going to be going, well, you've now deprived the internet because there are going to be people like me who don't know what you're on about. We're all scratching our heads. It could have been something really funny, Chris. You could have provided us with something really, it could have been entertaining. You could have done something very good that I could have been praising you for. But no, you've given me absolutely nothing. So is that something you're annoyed about? Is that something you're happy about? Can you please clarify that? I know I speak to you next Sunday. I love you. Right. Okay. That's all we had. So just, just to do my head in. Thanks, Chris. God, when you ask, you know, you ask your guests to come help you. And it's not even going to get much better. It's going to get worse. I swear to God, because we're moving on, right? We're moving on to our, our final game, which I have changed. Was Revive or Die. It is now called Survive or Die. Hey, listen. Now, yes, as you've been listening to previously, it was previously called Revive or Die. I've now changed it to Survive or Die. And the reason why is because Revive or Die, I used to look at things from the past and basically asked, should it be brought back or left to die? But I thought to myself, well, I'm going to be quite, I'm going to run out of ideas soon. And I think it was, there wasn't much discussion because I'd pretty much agree with what everyone else was going to say. So I decided to change things up a little bit and call it Survive or Die. So what this is, each week... I'm going to look at a particular theme, and I'm going to get two choices. They're basically, let's imagine a scenario. They're in front of Negan, one of them from Walking Dead. One of them is going to get their head bashed in with a baseball bat. One of them is going to survive. You've got to decide who's living, right? And I'm going to give two. I want to hear your options, or your base your opinions on who should be living this encounter and who should be left to die. It's a war. We have casualties sometimes. And I thought that would fit the, the general theme of the show. Now, considering we're talking about Resident Evil 1 for the GameCube, I offered two choices who I thought were relatively simple. If you had a choice between Jill Valentine and Chris, Val, Chris Valentine, Chris Redfield, who do you want to live and who's getting their brain smashed in and left for the zombies to be eating them all? So we had two answers this week. And I hate both of you. Chris Copleen, again, he's back. He just said... Jill can survive. She's easier. And Raging Demon said, Jill Valentine. She's in MVC too. So you mean Marvel vs. Capcom too. That's it. That's that's the length of discussion I get. She can survive. She's easier. She's in MVC too. Are you, 
I messaged both of you about, oh, I hope and I can do this new game, which will make really loads of discussion. And you've literally given, between you, you give me one, two, three, four, five, you give me five, six, seven, eight, nine, you've given me ten words. Ten, no, eleven, eleven. You've, no, no, ten. You've given me ten words between you. That's the big discussion. Like, I, I would go with Jill Valentine. I would kill Chris Redfield because we don't need more muscle men. This is my opinion. Right? This is how it should be done. I would kill off Chris. We don't need more muscle men in gaming. Jill is a much more interesting character. Yes, she's also cool to see in Marvel vs. Capcom 2. She's the master of lockpicks. She was great for the gaming genre because she was a badass woman who we didn't have many at the time. So it was great to see where we had plenty of... M massive huge men and leon kennedy is a better fit as the main protagonist for the resident evil series rather than jill valentine sorry rather than chris that's how i wanted it no you two five words each five words dickheads oh god damn it and i came to you oh i changed the show i think you need to oh the love i get from my guests the absolute love i get from them both five Five, goddamn! You, you, you could have wrote more when you were on the shitter. It's like they were just doing it on the sly when the boss wasn't looking quick. Better just take this in. Jesus. Fuck. So next week, I'll pick another two people or two icons. I know, you know it's going to be two franchises on the chopping block. I imagine I might get six words out of them each. And that is not becoming a thing, by the way. I'm not having that becoming a thing where everyone decides I'm going to do six words or seven words, eight words. Not happening. No, that is not becoming a thing. Abs like the Miz from WWE, when talk about his massive balls, tiny balls, that is not becoming a thing. I will not allow it on this show. Bastards. So yes, I would let Jill Valentine survive and I would smash chris copling's brains in and let the zombies eat him so that would be my answer so there we go there's our final game so let's just do a few final things before we get into resident evil so what have i been up to well i'm back with the fitness regime i've been really good this week with the weights and running um we had a blackout which was quite cool like literally the whole house went off and the we can we have a balcony we can see across and the island we used to live at and everything just went pitch black it was really freaky, all the roads, everything. So it was literally get your torches out. It only went off for about an hour or so, but it was just really cool. Like, we're all living by, like, get the candles out. Let's live by candlelight. Uh, but it was just a really interesting experience. I know other people have been through it, and it's not nice. So I am taking for granted that we did get our power back in an hour. But it was just something interesting. It was like, what do we do? And even the mother-in-law was like, is the, what, is the internet working? I was like, no, the Wi-Fi's down. Fuck. Sometimes banging your head against the wall. I've also been, as I said, I went out with the lads from the football team. We had our little um, end of season do, and we went paintballing, and I was the target. Put like that. I don't know why, but I was. Of course, it's me. And I didn't think I did too badly until uh, I was getting changed, and the queen noticed my arse and how bad it was. And there were some black ones on there, some black marks. And I was like, ooh, luckily, sitting down isn't a problem. That's how I've not noticed. So I've done quite well on that. And yes, it's been a generally good for a weekend. But what have I been playing? Well, Ranger Games. Um, I've been playing Triangle Strategy. I did say I was going to get back into that. And holy shit, it's an incredible game. I don't even know why I put it down. I think it's because I did this one battle and then got to the end of it. And it was really long. And then it died and I got pissed off. I was like, fuck. But and I'm back on it. It's an incredible game. I love Triangle Strategy. I'm getting myself all hyped when Tactics Ogre comes out in the end in November. 
Really can't wait for that either. I've also been playing a few other games for the show. I've been playing Gregory's Horror Hotel. Um, you'll be hearing that shortly. That's all done and dusted. And I've just finished for shits and giggles. I've finished Turtles 2 on the arcade. Holy shit. If you thought Turtles 1 was hard for the NES. Play, oh, no, it wasn't the arcade version. It was the NES. Well, it's called the arcade game, but it's for the NES. Play Turtles 2 on the NES. Holy shite. That is a very, very hard game. Literally, I'm... <laughs> Me and my guest, I messaged him, oh, it'll take you an hour. It'll take you an hour, you'll be fine. And then I started playing it and went, holy shit. Because I bought myself the Cowabunga collection. And it was only 60 bucks. Had a great time with it. And I thought, what a great purchase. Thank God I bought it on that rather than using a ROM. Because I would have been crying and it would have been horrific. But thankfully, yeah, thank God, because of the Cowabunga collection, I had way more fun than I was originally going to. So before I just go into Resident Evil, I want to give your thoughts on that game. So I had some comments. Um, Steph, um, my cousin, said, GameCube, dogs, windows, shit myself. He's got it. He, he... Now, I'm not having a go at him because he's also done five words, but that works. And he wasn't doing an in-depth explanation, Chris. But then he's resolved. He's, re he's resolved. What's the word? Redeemed himself because Chris Copling says, this is the modern gold standard for a remake. Don't just make things slightly prettier and slap a $70 price tag on it. I think that's going to be looking at The Last of Us. But going all out and improving the game in every way imaginable. That being said, I still haven't finished it because I don't have enough pairs of pants. Yeah, there's a game on DLC where I was like that. You listen to DLC. There was one, the game that number, number one didn't finish it because I was too scared. Too much of a bitch. And Chris, that is how I want my answers from you. That's three lines of text. I got more to work on than in there, but he's he's right. He is right because a lot of um, companies have that problem where they just literally do a bit of a standard HD, not much of a change. You know, we want now full price. This was a whole remake from the ground up. Nothing survived apart from maybe just the plot and the overall like where you have to go. Apart from that, it was a complete rehaul, overhaul, and it was a really good job. But so look, night, it's been half an hour. Yeah, I told you, half an hour. Skip ahead. We're going to get into it now. If you do, I'm just going to put some music on. So when I come back, me and my brother Phil are going to be talking about Resident Evil 1, which came out for the GameCube on September the 13th in Europe in 2002. Fuck me, I'm old. keep telling myself never to work with family and obviously as you've been if you listen to the show i've had my cousin stefan on but i decided to go a little bit further than that and invite one of the turtles to the show and I invited i've heard you i've mentioned him a few times on the show mr Raphael. this is phil how are you buddy i'm good very well how are you and you know what we were off everyone was guessing when i was saying oh i'm gonna have phil on the show and everyone just went you know the first thing he's gonna say is sound sound Sound, mate. Sound, mate. But he starts off with, how are you? Oh, I can't complain, mate. It's all good. It's nice to see your pretty face. Yes, yes. Same here. Now, You're he's a lot the... more ginger. I'm a lot more ginger. Yeah, so for those who don't know me, he is looking look at each other on camera at the moment. Um, and I haven't seen the monster for like six months. And I'll be seeing him in a few more months when I fly back to the UK. Yeah. Which will be good fun. So you came to me with this. You said you wanted 
to do this game. Now, I admittedly wasn't a fan of the... Well, I never played the original the original game. You did. You played um, the original on the PlayStation. That was your jam. Well, yeah, but I started, didn't start on Resident Evil 1. I technically started Demo Disc Resident Evil 2. I scared the crap out of me. I don't know how old I was. I was young enough to be freaked out by like the menu going Resident Evil. <laughs> I had to turn the light back on. Uh, I remember being because we had our PlayStation in our mum's room, all our consoles, because it was like you play when she says. Yeah. Um, or you, you don't play when she says, more like. Um, and it was those demo discs you used to get through the magazines. The demo and discs. Remember, yeah, do you remember them? Yeah, the PlayStation, <laughs> PlayStation official magazine demo discs. Bring them back. So, Kids won't know that nowadays. No idea. Um, and kids won't even play. I like this demos online, but they won't play them. But I remember playing Resident Evil Two, and it starts off like right into it. You're in the middle of the street with fire and zombies around, yeah. And I didn't know how to. I didn't know tank controls. I didn't know how to raise the. All I was doing was semi raising the weapon, pushing all the buttons frantically. And then as soon as I think even before I died, I like paused it and went off it because I was too scared. Um, <laughs> Even though it looks awful, but at the time, you know, it was what we grew up with. And uh, like Castlevania used to scare the crap out of me when I was a kid. Just it did. The he used audio. to scare the shit out of me as well. It's like, <laughs> like, and this is with the generation. Like, the thing is, like, for those who don't know, I think I mentioned on the show, um, definitely me and also Phil, we used to get um, forced to watch old animes. Uh, by our older cousin Chris, and these aren't like you know samurai pizza cats, a basic little you know uh, spirited away animes. No, these are like hardcore, like demon um, ninja scroll, the guy there. Oh, I love the guy. I fell like, in love with that. Monsters getting their head exploded, and we're like forced to watch it. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> by the way, that was our childhood. But yeah. and the idea of playing Resident Evil was terrifying. It's like that makes no sense to me, really. Well, that's it. And uh, so the first, let's say, type of Resident Evil game I played was actually Dino Crisis. And I remember it was, I, don't know, I can't remember how old I was, but it was my birthday. And Owen came around and I bought the I just saw the game. I was like, I'm just going to pick a game. And I got the manual and we went through it. And then after that, I played Resident Evil 3. And then it wasn't for years later till I met Mike that um, he liked Resident Evil, but he was proper into two. So then we were like going through Resident Evil 1, Resident Evil 2. I play one, he played two, I play three. So that was the first time I played the original one. Uh, and then I jumped or like straight away bought the, uh, the GameCube version. And that became definitely one of my top 10 games ever. The yeah, I think Resident I, Evil 1. I, I never played, I think I did play Dino Crisis after you'd finished it, but I had no interest in the Resi games. I just thought, honestly, I thought they look shit. They look shit. And probably secretly, <laughs> I was too scared of Resident Evil 2. Um, but then I did play the GameCube version because it was my GameCube. Um, yeah. But yeah, see that? My, my fucking GameCube. It was in your room. Fucking little scav. Um, my I think I had a PS2 when you had a PS2. Yeah, you had a PS2 and I had a Game Boy Advance. Um, so we... GameCube. No, no, I got a Game Boy Advance that Christmas. I got a, I got a, I got a Game Boy Advance off Dad and you got a PS2. Oh, shit. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. At the oh, time, yeah. I was like... So I was like, fucking hell, dad. The fuck? But then it was like, I... on reflection, you greet you selfish bastard. It's one of the best presents you've ever got. Oh, definitely. You know what? Like, I'd always thought it was just the Sega Mega Drive we got. But yeah, I think after that, dad was like, no more fucking consoles. And I think that's 
true. It didn't know what no, happened. No, not not a... not in a oh, give me a console. Just in a we knew it was a big present. We knew. Oh it yeah, was we a... knew. Yeah, that was the big presence. But once every five six years or something like that, it may happen. I didn't get another one until PS3 from the twenty first. Um, I didn't get another one. Yeah, now now <laughs> now we're old men and we have to go get our own consoles. Like oh fucking hell. <laughs> So I played the GameCube one and like, I'm not going to lie because it was incredible because the PS1, the problem was I knew the PS1 became a joke. You used to laugh about that all the time, like how bad it was, the visuals and stuff. But the GameCube one was where I first got my love for the Resident Evil series. And it, it was incredible because I genuinely think, I've read this top note, I think, and bear in mind, you're going to make this up because I know people are going to be listening and going, fucking what are you on about? I, I have the Resident Evil 2 remake. I have not yet opened it. I have oh. not watched any videos of it. I know nothing about this. So this, that could be the best remake ever. So minus that, GameCube Resident Evil 1, I think is the best remake ever made. I'm going to put it out there. Now I'm putting that above Final Fantasy 7 remake. And, oh, ugh. And, no, don't ugh. And the Pokemon Heart Gold Soul Silver remakes. I'm putting you know it ahead of them. So Resident Evil 1 is like definitely the, the remake is one of my favorite games full stop it's absolutely stunning even now it holds up it looks it holds up yeah it, it's because of the rendered backgrounds we'll get onto that later um now Resident Evil 2 and I haven't played the Final Fantasy I've just watched loads of reviews on it cuz you used to play it and I abs- I've played I played 7 8 and 9 bit of 10 um but the Final Fantasy set, the more I got into the story, now I might be wrong, um, but I heard they changed over the story. And one thing we're not getting into say that. spoilers. We're not no, we're not going into spoilers. Okay, okay. Well, what don't because because I've been so backlogged, it's still sitting okay. there. So fucking children. Okay, one of my points. One of my points is is basically they changed the main format of Resident Evil Two and Final Fantasy Seven. So I was actually very angry when I heard they were, because I wanted a Resident Evil 1 style remake with tank controls and fixed cameras. Mm. I was really pissed off, I remember. That that was like the last year I was ranting on the internet because I won't write a goddamn thing anymore. I'll just read. There's no point in giving opinions or arguing with people. It's pointless. Um, But Resident Evil 2... It's just as good as Resident Evil, because I love Resident Evil 1. That's my favorite Resident Evil, the remake. Resident Evil 2 is just as good. They changed the format, so it's over the shoulder, but it's still creepy. Uh, I've just lent it to one of my colleagues, and she's going to play it. And I said, honestly, you're... I haven't had it in years where my heart actually started to stop when I heard thud, thud, thud. See, that, that, like, oh, shit. That, that's the thing. That's what makes a good good game, because like, you could still, right? You obviously enjoyed Resident Evil 2, right? Okay. But you could probably still yeah. go back to Resident Evil 2, the PlayStation 1, and still have a good time. Uh, but yeah, I could, yeah. The, the question with this is like, I'd still go back and play original Final Fantasy 7. I'd still go play, play Gold and Silver. I can play them backwards. Yeah, same And yeah. Crystal. But you probably want to play the, the GameCube one. Why would you go back and play Resident Evil 1 on the PlayStation? You wouldn't. You just for this review. <laughs> for this review. But you just you just stick with it because okay, look, for those who've never played Resident Evil 1, briefly just very, very briefly go over the plot. Basically, there's still in Raccoon City, there's been mysterious murders. Let's yeah. Alpha Team basically uh, this group. Ascent of in stars, after Bravo. Sent ascent ascent in 
to try and find out what the fuck's happened to another team, a Bravo team. And basically they find out the whole plot places and they get to this mansion. It's all fucked up. Um, and there are two stories, one for Chris Redfield and yeah. Jill Valentine. They have different stories and it all intertwines at the end. And that's about it. So it's all about a fucked up mansion with zombies. Now, the, the PS1, when that version came out, it, it it unintentionally just became a bit of a joke. I don't think they were aiming for that. They were aiming for the survival horror, but it just became a joke. Yeah, I think um, doing a bit of research, I already knew a lot of this. It was kind of like getting reminded by the internet. It was made in Japan, obviously, Capcom's a Japanese company. Um, and it was early days where pretty much all PlayStation was done in Japan. Obviously, overseas took their own... Uh, made their own games as well, Crash Bandicoot, etc. But, um, yeah, they basically just kind of, I don't know whether they're actually actors, but they just hired Americans. And I don't actually think they were actors. Apparently, you can't find out who the credits are. Uh, find probably random credits. guys they got off the street. Yeah, you'll do. I, yeah, I really think they are. Uh, they were probably buzzing when they saw Wesker. Uh, I'm pretty sure the, um, the live-action... At the start, the video, the intro is the same at voice act, you know, as the voice acting, but it is absolutely atrocious. But it's so lovably atrocious. Yeah, it's that's the um, thing. So lovably atrocious, and that's not probably what they were going for because it, it it's such a joke. And the 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 writing, the acting, and this basically version changes all of that completely. Oh, oh yeah, it it just it sets the tone dramatically because i think i remember watching you play the resident evil one and i was like this is like the most well-lit mansion i've ever seen in my life it's stunning it's um it's really creepy oh, no, every... this is the, the, so the first one the first oh, Jimmy, all right yeah, the playstation oh, okay. one was like this old nicely well-lit mansion but then you go to the gamecube version and it's dark it's miserable the lights aren't working yeah it's i like... thought you meant well lit as in it's dark but it's well lit in places as in oh, like the... Yeah, they well in you places. Know, thunderstorms and all oh, that kind of stuff. The light, the lighting in this game is just fantastic, and but, it's that you you mentioned the, the the use of pre-rendered backgrounds. Yeah, and some people may argue, oh, that's bad, that's bad. But in games such as this, like Final Fantasy VII, if you do your pre-rendered backgrounds correctly, you can add so much detail and atmosphere, and save on that, memories. That's, that's the idea. Yeah, and um, they could focus on well they could focus on both on the the backgrounds or characters models uh how many pixels all that kind of stuff but when you do a pre-rendered background it means you can focus on um and they're 2d as well technically even though the backgrounds mm. are 3d they're completely 2d they're flat it's just about uh basically how they block off certain uh parts of the map so you can't walk on it yeah they'll put a certain angle on it uh, like clever. in the 3d yeah yeah it's really, it is really good. It's so clever. And as I said, you actually feel like you're going around a real mansion. It is a dark, moody place. Every every room you go into, there's not like, oh, just plat room here, you know, like a block room. Every room has character. Every room has that, oh, it feels like it should be in this game. And yeah, definitely. You know, but I, I would argue that as well in the original. Like, it's a, obviously the, the, the remake was absolutely masterful with its to- was tone the right word with its darkness mm. where i do kind of like the brightness that's what i noticed when i replayed it like wow it's really bright 
and it's <coughs> excuse me it's like um like it's just happened the incident like the scientists have just run off they left the lights on yeah you know, that shit, kind of, leave the lights on yeah it's not like the the, the remake has more of a it's been a month since it's happened bodies are decayed the lights have burnt out you know all these kind of things was the original kind of makes me feel like yeah that this this is just happening now and you're kind of chasing any any other survivors you know if you don't know anything you might be like am i going to come across a scientist or a, a civilian or the janitor with the um the janitor is just, just mopping the floors don't well, mind me mate you, don't mind you me. read it you do, you read the diaries and stuff, and one of them yeah. is the janitor. And I'm trying to think what he says. Oh, itchy, itchy, itchy. That's quite a big, famous it, thing. Some of it, like, it's great. And this is the thing, like, what they did, they could have just made a simple straight straight upgrade, right? Not change a thing. And everyone would have gone, yeah. thank you very much. No one would have complained. Everyone would have been made up. But they decided to add changes to it. And one of the changes was that they changed... Uh, item locations now i'm not going to go through them but they made yeah. more sense but the reason why that's good is because basically that veteran players who could have just whizzed through this remake couldn't anymore because there are new items there are new jump scares and that in itself made this a whole new game and it's one of those i played this in the dark and i imagine veterans would have gone oh shit okay we're back to new jump scares we can't just run around anymore and this made like, yeah. the only game which has ever been comparable to, or game series, I should say, because in peril to this, has been the Dead Space series, where I've not wanted to even take a freaking step forward. I'm like, um, no, no, no. I haven't really played the Dead... Is Dead Space Capcom? No, it's not EA. No, it's not. Oh, it's EA. So the games I know, I, I've only played a little bit of them. Um, Silent Hill, that's like famously, it's kind of nemesis yes. you know, sort of thing. Like a Street Fighter Tekken or... or whichever fighting game you prefer the two to go against each other. But um I'm sorry, my brain's gone blank now. Silent Hill, it was like kind of like, yeah, I had, I've never played Silent Hill, but I know that was meant to be spooky as anything. Yeah, well, it was saying tank controls, it was spooky. It was just more of, I think it was more of a uh, mystical side more rather than the scientific side that like uh, Resident Evil had to it. Um Oh, you were saying about like the differences between Resident Evil remake and the original. Mm, made a whole new game. Whether it's, directors well you know what it did backwards because i don't really remember playing resident evil on the playstation like i did play it with my mate mike but um i remember like i can complete i forgot to check my time i was going to do it beforehand but i could basically get through the whole game with a knife uh, on hard mode on gamecube um, on gamecube yeah because i got back <laughs> at it i'm sure it was an hour and a half or two hours because i'd know what rooms i can ignore what ammo we need to collect how many like I'd, I'd be able to um, round about the zombies, so I could just run around them in circles, and I knew their kind of jumping, kind Mechan- of yeah, where they mechanics. could reach you. So you just run behind them, slash, 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 carry on following them, and know when they're about to throw off. If they're on the stairs, they're dead knees. And that was there's a difference. So like the original uh, Resident Evil One, you have to click A to walk up the stairs, and sometimes it cuts you off like the doors because it's a yeah. very, very smart loading. Um, screen whereas a lot of games would just go black screen now loading 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 maybe show you a little symbol where Resident evil kept the tension kept mm-hmm. like oh shit what am I, you know what's behind this door i've oh what's up this stairs whereas was, the, the new one you just run straight off that was that was the clever thing about like doors and stairs and stuff but you were saying like earlier you know like there was um there's a corridor 
in the remake. Now, I never knew this at the time, but apparently okay. do- um, dogs were always meant to come through the window. Yeah. Um, but you went down this corridor, you said a crack, and that was it. And that's all you heard. And that in itself was like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. But it, it was only if you went the other way, the other direction out of this corridor, then the dogs came in. It was like, you crafty bastards. So that was, see, this is, it's not just that they remade the game. It's blatantly been made with love and by, I can't remember if the original director made the game or he did. it was handed off. Well, okay, that's even better. So, like, he's obviously, it's been in the culture for a while. He spoke to people about it. But there's certain parts of the game, like Jill Sandwich, which is a, very famous for the players and it's you're in the hall you go right you're in a room with a statue and as soon as you open the doors to the double doors to the right that's the hallway now you play resident Evil one the original and the dog breaks out straight away now that is probably what all the new gamers are expecting like they're going to keep this bit in the game oh sh- you know crack, crack crack oh shit like obviously crack crack, crack scares somebody who's never played it because it's like what was that yeah but the new the, the original pioneer gamers will be like, wait, not happened. Oh, and, it, and that's what. And then really they'll walk good. up the hall and they'll run back down and smash, smash. Yeah, it's like you bastards. And then they, they added <laughs> they added like new sections as well. So they added a whole new story with a, um, a character called Lisa Trevor. And, Very tragic. And it's unbelievably tragic. Now, spoiler again. I'm spoiling this one because you've, you've everyone's had a chance to play it. Basically, you find out that. Her and her mother were basically tested on. Her mother basically died, but she was tested on for years, and she's this grotesque thing. And you kind of learn her backstory through journals and, yeah. and and her own mind falling apart. And it's really tragic. But what they do really well with her, you only come across her twice. First, actually three times. The first time you hear her, which is like, like what the fuck was that? And then she doesn't appear again for ages. You have to fight her or you have to run away from her in the forest. Yeah. And then the, the final time is that she just appears in the cave. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Where'd you come from? Can you not beat her in the forest? Because no. I, I couldn't remember. The no. only times I remember fighting her is in the caves. And you have to yeah, walk you fight, you, like the, the, you the finish river her off. from the brown river. You finish her off in the caves, but she just appears out of nowhere. Like, Can you not beat her in the forest? No. I'm not, it's been a couple of years since I played it. Uh, the storyline, end, because it ends, the storyline actually ends there. She jumps, she finds her mum's skull. And then jumps to her de- death. Oh, you you are, oh, but I mean, in the far you have to you have to run out the the cabin, don't you? Yeah, run out the cabin, run away from it. But it was just so tragically done, and it was such a good story. And again, they didn't need to do that. They didn't need to put that story in. But by doing it, well, it added so much more weight to the story in the game. They they didn't need to to get a oh wow the, you know like what a passable game. This is why it's one of my absolute favorites because it isn't. This is what makes a remake good. I don't know, reimagining remake, I can't remember the difference, but you take the exact game, you take everything from it. If there's any faults, whether it's gameplay or dialogue, or of course with dialogue faults, um, and you improve on them, but you take all the exact same, like the keys are still there. They might be in different orders, um, but you add to it, and that's mm. what the best remakes do. Like, Dead quickly, Resident Evil 2 does that, adds to it. It, it moves things about, like some things I'm like, oh, I kind of like that better there, but it actually ends up, um, there's a character you meet at the start of Resident Evil 2, but you won't meet him in the, the uh, remake till later, but it's kind of, 
bit significant at the start of Resident Evil 2 because not uh, not for game story, but for your like heart pounding and stuff and getting into the game and meeting survivors. But when you meet them later, oh god, it's so heartbreaking. Instead, so it's like, okay, that's good. Um, but they make the best remakes. Like Resident Evil Three, it's my favorite Resident Evil on the PlayStation One, and they can dead quick. They completely fucked it up. Yeah, it I've really heard, pissed me off. I've heard that they didn't do a good job with three, but. Did you know what you were saying about little yeah. things they change? And so in Resi, in one, you have the the magic room, basically, which is your room of safety. Uh, get into <laughs> safe that room. room. The safe room where you have your typewriter, you have your your basically storage box. But normally... The nice Resi, music. The nice music. So, you know, like, oh, take a breather. But normally in Resident Evil games, it's like in Resident Evil 1, you walk through a door and you're fine. He's like, there's a zombie chasing me. So like, great, get through the door. The zombie's not chasing you. And in this remake, again, I didn't know this at the time because I was playing from the GameCube version, but then subsequently found this out. It's like, you suddenly go, what the fuck? The zombie opened the door. Jesus, yeah. he opened the door. Yeah. The bastard opened the door. How did you do that? <laughs> How did you use the handle? I, 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 did, I didn't get onto that when I made the remake until one of the new changes. Now, I listened to a YouTuber before. He was like, oh, I didn't like the additive. But I did because I distinctly remember, excuse me, staring the scaring the crap out of me, which is the crimson heads. Oh, which yeah, is if that, you don't burn the, the bodies. Heads. So that was added. So in the original game, you just have to kill the zombie. Uh, it might it might play dead, so you have to wait until it bleeds, and that's how you know the zombie's dead. But in the new game, I I kind of was like didn't know, and then if you're like, here's some lighter fuel and lighter. I think it says in one of the memos or something, make sure burn you burn them. the bodies. So I burnt ones on the right side of the mansion, but I'd already been through the left. And then I remember like running away from a crimson head. I was like, all oh, ahead. It was a big, long, windy corridor, uh, second floor on the left. Uh, and all ahead was do, 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 do. And I was like, uh, I can't be a hunter. It's well too early. And I just saw this red, angry zombie with massive claws and shit myself and turned I around and ran out shit myself as well but then about two seconds later the door opened i was like what the fuck and then this crimson head came chasing I'm like, what the fuck's going on yeah i i i don't any gamer who says they did not shit themselves the first time they saw a crimson head they were gonna go it's like what the f- yeah fuck. yeah when it gets up fuck. Yeah. kill it kill it shock Jesus, yeah. they are freaking terrifying. Like, I yeah. don't think they've been any other Resident Evil game, and I hope they don't, because that's what makes this game so appealing, is the fact that you've got a Crimson Head and the fact yeah. that they're there, because the thing is, right, Resident Evil, this this isn't 4, for those who have gone back. Resident Evil 4, you can go, like, proper Rambo style and do what you want. You it's know. not very creepy. Oh, it's creepy, but it's not very scary. It's creepy, but it's it's you can go Rambo basically in yeah. number four. But in this, especially with the addition of the Crimson Heads, it's basically a big I don't know a big strategy, a big puzzle because you really have to plan. Okay, yeah. this is the route I'm going to take. This is when I'm going to shoot because if you go shooting zombies left, right, center again, this isn't four. If you go, you'll run out of ammo. But you... but but even four, like the amount of times in four, because I played that a million times with Mike, that you'd be like shit, run out of ammo. When you go to like expert hard mode yeah, straight when away, you get to hard but mode, it's not it's not the same. It's yeah, there's still more more movability. Um, the the original special tank control ones were really like, and that's what's so good about Resident Evil Two. It's not tank controlled. 
you like you you have to play it the same that's another reason why two is just a phenomenal yeah. remake but you've got to basically but, yeah. you've got to basically plan when are you going to use your gun when are you when are you going to run around a zombie when are you going to just slash them and move when are you yeah. going to burn which bodies are you going to burn because that's an invisible yeah. timer and yeah. when are you going to use your items? When are you going to use your tape ribbon to save? It's all limited. So it is a game that adds to the sense of like, holy shit. Okay, fair enough. If you're a Resident Evil pro, you're probably like, well, I can do this with a knife. Like you can, wanker. Yeah. But I can't, people, probably can't now, but I could. But some people are going to be like, holy crap. And because you've only got limited slots, Jade, Jill has eight, Chris has six with the lighter included. Yeah. You're like, shit, I've really got to plan this. And then if you go up the harder difficulties... You've got to plan so even more because, again, enemies are stronger. Less bullets, less shit. Less ammo. So you're like, fuck. And that is real, real survival horror. Yeah, well, well Resident Evil, um, the first one on the PlayStation, um, that was the first game called Survival Horror. I think I think Capcom made that term to actually, you know, actually, well, what are we going to write as action or whatever? They wrote Survival Horror. But um like all of the, uh, that, that's like one reason why I love, like the new ones, fine, but the originals was about the planning. Like I absolutely love that. And when when I when I played Resident Evil on the PS One the other day, because they released it on PS Four, um, the director's cut, I had to go into that mode very quickly. I'm like, and there is two types of Resident Evil gamers because you say you can't go guns flaring, Mike. When I when I watch him play Resident Evil, it, it gets me angry sometimes. But that's because I'm the, that's because I'm the opposite of him. I don't know where I might have angered him when I because he's probably like just fucking use. You got like forty five shotgun bullets. I'm like no, no. I like you've run out of handgun ammo. No, I'll, I'll use my knife or avoid them. Mike yeah, I'll save boom, it. Boom, boom, and he'll rather get to the end boss with a fucking knife. And it, the <laughs> he the amount of end bosses he's beat with a knife. I'm shitting you not. Like there's a very funny one i won't get into it but uh outbreak two i think it was they're amazing games outbreak one and two um where he beat them with a knife but i'd get to the end of the game all guns blaze and kill him in like two seconds but then have like ugh, 20 uh acid rounds you know like i'd have so yeah. much ammo left over it was like i could have just fucking had some fun through the game but it's the different styles of play you you contemplate you save you you strategize or you just you can just run in and just as soon as you get bullets use them but then struggle a little bit through the game so i get it here yeah, because i'm exactly the same i i, I want to keep my weapons i want to keep my ammo i'm like no i, I do fuck all no i want to i want to <laughs> keep them for the boss so i just i just can't do that and like you get defensive weapons in this games now which are really yes, good like do. a knife so basically if you get grabbed they'll whip out a defensive weapon and i'm like oh when i use a defensive weapon i'm like shit Shit, I needed that. I want to keep hold of that bastard. Do, do you have to use a defensive weapon? I seem to they remember all, that they automatically get if you get grabbed, you they automatically get used. Yeah, you can't you, you can't um change that. That's one of those they automatically get used. But again, you can't nice, store them either, can you? No, they're automatic, they yeah, go, they go into boxes. So it's a nice little addition. So yeah, it was. It was the um Knife for Chris, if I remember. And and Jill got taser one. For Jill, Jill, got, Jill a got a taser. No, Jill got a knife. Oh, so did Jill get? A... I think he get Chris gets a flash grenade. Oh, flash grenade! I thought it was a taser. Yeah, he sticks it like a. Uh, yeah, that's it. 
He sticks a great mouth, and if you get get some distance, you can blow the head up with it. Yes, you can. Yeah, you can. We gotta be careful. That was probably one of the air trophies. You'll get you you'll get in the the blast zone. But it was like you were saying earlier. Like, actually, no, I should say because um, we're talking about saving stuff for the bosses, and the bosses here look great. And I was watching. I you know finished it with Jill, and I've done it with Chris and. When you look at the bosses there and then you compare the bosses in the PlayStation 1 version, especially Yarn the Snake, oh my God, it looks so much better. Like, <laughs> it looked, they added that, they added a Crimson Head boss. They obviously, the spider girl looks kind of the same. I can't remember what the spider's oh, name the, was. It's the Crimson boss with the extra bit where you have to go with the masks. Yes. Like outside. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. But the bosses, like, I look the atmosphere looks better. The surrounding adds it a does. lot more tension to to it. Like honestly, go back if you've not played the Resident Evil One. Just look at Yarn the Snake, just to see how bad the room is you're fighting it is compared to where you're fighting it in the GameCube version. And it's night and day. I'd say as well, like they made it not. I don't want to say easier for the GameCube version. I want to say um, fairer. Yeah, so, I'd agree with fairer, but because of the way. Um, you maneuver and the fixed camera angles it's really like there's only you can't really hide or or you know like you have to time you there's no dodging so it's basically half a time as if the snake wants to get you so the only way to really fight it is just chase its tail and you can do that in the um, gamecube version because it gives you kind of more um of the right roundabouts to kind of fight in we yeah. can run in circles behind you know like and there's a there's an object in the way of you and the snake that is like that in Resident Evil, the original, but they think there's only one at the end of the room. And in the new one, they kind of space things out, you know, figure of eights and all that kind of stuff. Basically, yeah, yeah it's, it's more fair. And again, probably yeah. more realistic to what the hell base, base will be. And again, you're not fighting in a brightly lit room like you're on the PS1 version, which is ridiculous. Yeah, like, that's true. It's like, it's like I said, yeah, the janitor's going around. Oh, I left the lights on. Sorry. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, sorry, mate. It's like, <laughs> honestly, there's nobody in the PlayStation One believing electricity bills, they've got no idea. Like, every... We're definitely not nowadays in England, I don't know what Australia yeah. now. You're yeah, all about gonna the coal, say, like your bills are going to be through the roof, they're going to be coming two, after two, you. It's going to yeah, be a definitely. joke, but the I suppose is, they are rich. Well, they are rich, so yeah, what, what do we give a shit about power? And I suppose the guy, gonna... the guy had a mansion built and didn't just have a mansion built. He said that the planner was like, right, I want this door to open. If I go to the other side of the mansion, put in this key, yeah. put in this code, play this piano. <laughs> yeah, see, I always laughed at this because this is the joke stuff, Resident Evil. Like, obviously, I had to puzzle game, blah, blah, blah. But you imagine, like, oh, I'm just going out for a pint of milk. All right, make sure you do every puzzle backwards. Yes, yeah. yeah. Make sure off. you place the statue back, and or the thing, spikes will come out and get you. What happens if they need shopping? Like, do you know that you you've got all this thing to get into the mansion. Is it like just basically a back door? Cheers. <laughs> they just drop now, off the shopping. Uh, as we're audio, um, I've got. I'm looking in my office with all my Resi games, but I got one of the books, Caliban Cove, which is a made-up story. But I read the original Resident Evil book. Yeah, God, it must be 10, 15. I was like 20. So like nearly 15 years ago. I'm I surprised you read, read a book. Reading. Exactly. I hate reading. <laughs> but I just looked at Callow and Cove. I was like, oh, this is 
very big words. So obviously it was a very big uh, typography. Now, they actually explain a lot of this in the book. And what all they need to do, the fucking people who make movies, is just follow the fucking books in the game and you'll have a perfect movie. Oh, but that's stupid. That's stupid. You don't want to do that. That's not very fun, is it? Well, they, well, then they make shit movies and game. Oh, shit movies and season. Oh god, the season on Netflix, awful. Um, but in the book, they I, I vaguely remember them explaining the puzzles and traps. Like Spencer was mad and he had fun with puzzles and that. But there was like off buttons and stuff like that, so they could just have you know when it was the workers were in, they could just power down all that stuff and that makes that. so much sense. Not not rooms to towards like the lab, but just for like you know janitors and stuff like that would just like, uh, and if they needed a room key, they just had the shield sword or they whatever. Just, they just uh, got them all. <laughs> they got this oh, the, the, Imagine that the book makes. I, I vaguely remember it, but one bit did stick in my mind, which is let's say Resident Evil One, the game, the remake or whatever, very famous, very uh, even people who haven't played it may have seen the clip. Is when you first see the first zombie, and um, you know I, I, can't, I can't remember who he's eating. Is it Eli or one of yeah? He's eating more um, members than Bravo team. Now in the book, one the book actually splits up Chris and Jill. Like Chris did this and Jill did this. I don't know whether it's to canon, um, but Jill's the one who finds him first with Barry in the air, like the kind of dining room. Then he, she goes to the next room, and one of the amazing details of that is she actually smells him first. And they both use that in the book to their advantage. So if they're going around the corner and the room stinks, they'll be like, there's a zombie in here. Oh, it makes sense. Yeah, and she's like coughing while she's like walking, like, oh my God, I'm going to throw up. And like a normal person would be, if you came across a rotten body, you'd probably start choking. Um, But that's stuff they could do for a movie. But no. Yeah, you know what? You never think of that. I've never thought, but yeah, the room would stink. And you can imagine that stink visor on the new resident games it comes with stink vision smell That'll your enemy P- ps6 and stuff the like PS6, that yeah, you've got like a thing for your nose and it just starts stinking oh fuck something's in here <laughs> and literally all they've got is just a guy shitting in a jar and that, <laughs> that's, that's how they've be. got the smell that's how they've got it so they basically here here's the resident evil 6 smell well that's not in a crude way but that's what a rotting body smells like it's shit fantastic so sony if you listen to this capcom if you listen to this how to implement new things for resident evil games smell-o-vision smell-o-vision now the thing is you, you said about this and i think it's quite good is that there's there a lot of replay i'm using big words now replayability and yes. yeah you can go back and you know once you've done it once you know where everything is it's a matter of you want to go back and you do because you can get new costumes you can get new weapons the weapons is the best thing for me because i love this like when i was playing resident evil 4 and it's like you, you finish it and you're like oh my god i finally done it and same with dead space and they give you like a big fuck off weapon and then you go back yeah. and it's like come on you little shit you think you're good <laughs> Rocket, like one it kills. You truly feel like that in every Resi game when you have the unlimited rocket launcher. You do. That's you, when you're just like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Yeah, you're just like expert <laughs> mode, super duper hard mode. Yeah, just don't care. Everybody. <laughs> the only time that doesn't work is Resident Evil 4, where you get up to the bloody cutscenes. 
and I'm not oh, like you... fast enough to push the buttons. <laughs> I'm like, damn you, damn you, cutscenes, <laughs> damn you, quick time events. But oh, I fucking hated them. But the thing is that yes, Razzy one had twelve endings. I wasn't interested in that. I was more interesting. Like I didn't realize there was an invisible enemy mode. I never saw that. Yes, that um, would have been invisible shit scary. Invisible enemy mode and there's another mode really similar to invisible enemy mode, and I can't remember. But again, I could do that. Can't remember if it's one hardness or whether you get to go expert. I can just run through it because I know where everything is. I know you get a feeling. You run around a corner, you hear a moan. It's all scripted. Yeah, it's like, all hey, it's right, all scripted. Step here. The thing is, though, you have you, about that. If you have shit of shit um, smell of vision, you'd, you'd, you'd be aided. invisible enemies. You wouldn't care. You'd become like that a ninja. would be cool. Close your eyes. That'd be awesome. <laughs> See, probably I'm be li- a lot of lawsuits. I'm for, li- um, like, <laughs> Gagging and people going to hospital. Imagine that. <laughs> What's this one coming with? Oh, he's played too much Resident Evil. Resident <laughs> Evil 22. He's playing far He's hold your controller one foot away from your chest and above your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone's going, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You see the, Capcom, but, uh, the Capcom developers said, Oh, he just made this new game. Hang on. <laughs> right. We're going to show off our new trailer. Well, they did it in books in the 80s, so I'm sure they can work it out the next 10 years. Oh, that'd be class. I'm going to be so good. Like, basically, ah, right, okay, so if you want to get the real Resident Evil experience, try and play it in the Nintendo Switch whilst going into the toilet after someone else has been, then you've got the true <laughs> yeah. Resident Evil experience. <laughs> and when you're in a room with no zombies, step out into the hall or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, there's a zombie. Hang on, back in I go. <laughs> oh. Basically, go to like Glastonbury or any music festival and just go to the toilets there. And then you're pretty much, that's what it is. Okay, um, a little bit of a segue, but using the, the box is um, one of the cool I wonder where you were going from there, to be honest. It's like a segue from going <laughs> we'll, to Glastonbury's we'll, toilets. We'll get on to um, just, just more mechanics or how the gameplay works. So in the box, what was quite good is they have to work out the puzzles. And... It seems actually, I can't remember where the book came out after the remake or not, but there's the chess piece puzzle in Resident Evil remake. And mm-hmm. um, we have to move the chess pieces around. Now, I can't, I don't actually think that's in the original. I might get that wrong. So if anybody wants to call me a cunt, that's fine. But in the books, <laughs> so someone, it's in the like car, a... someone in the car just go, oh, he's a cunt. You didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in the game, I'm pretty sure it's behind like a glass tank on the, the desk. Or is it in the desk? But either way, or maybe it's a different puzzle. There's a puzzle where the key's behind glass. Now, Jill just turns around and goes, I'm fucking sick of doing puzzles. And she puts a gun to the glass and shoots it and it just grabs the key. I'm like, that's awesome. That makes so sense. When it came, yeah, when it comes down to it in the book. They, they like so, some. I'm pretty sure they try to put their guns to the air, the blocks, but they, you know, basically ping off onto the gun, damage the end of the gun. So you can't. But some of the locks, like the ones you need to pick, Chris is just like bang, just shoots through it. He kicks the door in. He's like, oh no, <laughs> zombies just walked in. I just don't want to see a zombie. How the zombie went? I'm going to use the handle here. And I was like, what? What the fuck? Um, they do in the original Resident Evil. I don't know what what happens in the uh, GameCube version or the, the remake, but when you come across the hunters, um, you kind of it's when you go from the gardens back to the mansion, yeah. Or like, and then a hunter 
kind of very well very quickly but then pauses every few seconds to you know take a breath or something <laughs> and then he's ch- he's chasing you into the mansion but he keeps opening the doors with his big lizard hand. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, oh. Hang on, I'll politely open the door, politely shut the door. Back to killing you, guy! Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly... I don't know whether that happens in the remake. I'm guessing maybe the doors are look, you know, already open or something like that. it must be the Umbrella have, like, put in their DNA. You must open doors politely and close doors yeah, before you go on a murdering rampage. You must do one of the two or you're not allowed in this world. Yeah, well, at least umbrella. Unless umbrella have manners, we can say that. Yeah. Now, <laughs> as I said, for me, like I, I've only got praise for this game. I've probably covered everything I want to cover about because essentially, if you've played Resident Evil One, you played this to an extent. But as I said, the remakes can ruin a game, remakes can make look let the uh, the manner games. Ugh. But Final Fantasy Seven. Shut up! But this doesn't. <laughs> You'll be banned. This doesn't. I think this improves on absolutely everything. I said it's yeah, everything. still holds up if you want to play the HD remake version on the, with the HD one on the PlayStation or Xbox and whatever. They still hold up and they are still an absolute joy. They still look great. They still give you that shit, I'm going to poo myself factor. Yeah. And awesome, awesome game. Awesome. Have you got yeah. anything else you want to bring up? Um, ooh. Let me have a look at my notes. Da, 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 da. So we went a little bit into the acting. Um, we didn't talk too much about it, just like how hilarious it is. Um, yeah, it's a lot better in this game. It's a lot oh, better. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's actually thought out. So like one of the bits in the original uh, is uh, like Barry, Barry Burton's like, um, oh, I have a lockpick. You should use this because you're the master Let's of locking. Lock it's like a shut up. But here, Barry's yeah, one of the best people in it. Bar- Barry's awesome. Yeah. Um, but in the, the new version, vaguely remember, he says something like, um, just as a passing comment, oh, right, I've got a lockpick. It'd be better used with you. Yeah, and it Oh, works. that makes you... Not the master of oh. a lot. It's like the start of He-Man. Masters <laughs> of the universe. Imagine Jill. <laughs> and obviously, there's the Jill sandwich bit, which is like my favorite joke. See, I, always, I, I, I looked at that and went, right, okay, I know that was from the original. I was like, yeah. No, the second, you'd be a Jill sandwich. And a part of me says, I get it. That's a homage to the, but a part of me is like, if that was me, I'd be like, what the fuck is this house? <laughs> Let's just go. I know there's some killer dogs. Let's just kill them and fuck off. Well, I, I was watching, uh, I played it the other day, but I was re-watching clips and I was in hysterics. It's not just like, you were almost a Jill sandwich. It always pauses in between each bit of the dialogue and the original. Yeah. There's no like, there's obviously some scripting thing in the PlayStation or how they built the game. There had to be like a weird pause. But Jill's like, oh, Barry. Yeah. Like, the end of a goddamn show or something like that from the 70s. Oh, like mar- you. Married the children. Sort of yeah, that's, that's it. Oh, Peg. <laughs> but think, could you imagine that, though? Oh, Barry. I nearly died. What a funny joke. Honestly, you'd be... I'm surprised Jill hasn't pooed herself. Because I would have got <laughs> to be squished. Like, literally, there's no way out. And suddenly, it's Barry saves you the nick of time. And I'm just going to go, oh, Barry. Yeah, there's so much dialogue. It's like that where it's like they've either recorded after or the, the actors weren't in the same room and were reading the script wrong, you know, because they would have had, like, a Japanese translator, like, read it like this. And I don't think they were even in the same room altogether. I, except I don't think when... they were on the same freaking planet. 
Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Christ, I would have loved to go back to those original recordings just to see how they were done. I said, you've just oh, died. Yeah. You've just died. What are you going to do? Oh, Barry. <laughs> oh, Barry. You're the ma- Like, you're about to give her a main item that makes really good for Jill. You're the master of unlocking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, never change. I'm trying to trying to think what else. Um, so we talked a bit about the bosses. There's the snake. There's that. Well, in the remake, there's the crimson head. There's the plants. Um, and there's the um, the tyrants. Yeah, I said there's they they play. They, they, it's all pretty much the same. It's just upscaled for them. Yeah, and the tyrant definitely. It's just upscaled, and you know, no complaints. <sighs> There's something. So when you're talking about the different endings, so I only replayed it once, like three weeks ago, because I said I was going to go through it loads, but you know, shit happens. Um, and I got to the ending. I like I saved because I, I don't even from GameCube. I was like blanked out, but playing the PlayStation One, and I was at the end. It took me long enough to realize to use a key card on the door, even though it was, didn't need to say it was for that door. But either way, I was like, okay, right. Save Chris. I was Jill. Save Chris. Oh, okay. Barry's just died. And what dead quickly off, he turns around and goes, give me, uh, and you only see this if you do the kind of bad ending. He says, let me give you this letter for my wife and daughters. And I was actually, because I've been playing Revelations 2 for like the past year, trying to fully complete it. Get those annoying things that make you keep going. And one of the characters is called Moira. And that's Barry's daughter. And in the letter, one of the kids' names is Moira, and it's two girls, and it explains in Revelations 2, like, Moira accidentally shot her sister and stuff, but it was still like, oh, that's cool. They didn't fuck up the continuity. They actually was like, what are her daughter's names? I'm trying to think of what her other daughter's called, but they mistranslate it. They, they switch it. I'm dyslexic. Lisa Trevor. To He's the one. Is it? It's like Ellen, and they call it Nelly. Oh, so something that I can't remember, but they, they mess up the words, because obviously the, the translators were just probably Russian. But either way, I got to the ending, got on the roof, and was like, right, I've got so much ammo. I'm going to got all my rockets ready and all that. Got to the roof, and then they flew off on a helicopter. <laughs> what the fuck? They, where's the tyrants? I know enough that you get to the end, you fight the tyrant, you, you know, timer or how much damage you do. You get a rocket launcher launch thrown at you. But no, it just skipped. Ah. And it was just Jill and Chris on, and she does the, like, lie down thing on Chris. And then it ended. I was like, uh, wait, what? The fuck <laughs> I did didn't I realize one the, that was one of the endings. Yeah, so, well, basically, it's, it's a semi-good ending. So the full good ending is you save everybody. The bad ending, you save none of them. And the good ending is you save... So Jill saves Chris and Barry, where uh, Chris saves Rebecca. Jill and Rebecca. Um, but I was well, like, what the fuck? And then to get the good ending... You, you played Jill, didn't you? Yeah. So, where you know you go down like this hole with a rope, mm-hmm. and then Barry's like, "Oh, I dropped it! Whoopsie doopsie!" Uh, well, I just fucking—he was like, but he does say in the game, "Wait there, I'll go get another one." And then I was just like, Bump, just ran off, just you know, <laughs> bye. Well, I didn't. It wasn't like emphasized. Well, that's the kind of point when you first play it, and I've forgotten if to do it in the remake. But apparently, if you wait there for like a minute, he comes back. Yeah, he does. And he, gives you a rope and if you you it just means you can go back and forth from that point but that's how you get the good ending 
And obviously yeah. you look at the MOD disc to save Chris, but I was like, how is that the defining moment <laughs> waiting for Barry? Yeah, wait that minute and you're like, bye! <laughs> I, I, have you seen everything, everywhere, all at once? No, I've not seen all the everything, no. Oh, so what are the little things in it? It's It's got a bit of a matrixy feel where, you know, it's like downloading Kung Fu and all that. But in that, it's like, you got to go to another, you got to think of yourself in another reality. And like, so one reality, Danny, you'll be, oh, should I say your name? Yeah, it's fine. That out. Oh, okay. Um, no editing out. So is you got a, a certain thing in your life made you do something. So like you see, like somebody wants to learn Kung Fu and like some of the people are like licking walls and stuff. And it was because when they licked the wall, it made the decision later in life, they became a Kung Fu master. Well, this is the exact same thing. It's like <laughs> Barry dies. Because I walked away when he said he was getting a rope. That's what made that reality come true. <laughs> well, or if I waited for him, then I'm like, oh, you brought the rope back. I'm going to save you. Yeah, you're a nice not guy. A <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if you had to score this then out of 10, what would you be giving it? So should I score both of them? No, no, just the remake. Oh, so uh, oh, so I thought we'd talk about the original, uh, the remake. Oh, <sighs> nine out of ten, but nostalgic. Line personal, ten out of ten. It I'm really it. is a perfect game to me. I'm giving it a ten, because uh, just because I think it's the best remake ever made. It still holds up yeah. after all these years. And as I said, it's rare because you can play this game and you'd never want to play the original because why the hell would you not? Would want to? Because shits this is and here. giggles. Shits and giggles would be the only reason why you want to play the original. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, yeah, no other game I can think of. You would not go, oh, let's play the first one just for comparison. You don't. You play this one. Yeah. End off. It, it'd be like if you were a, not casual gamer, but if you were casual with a franchise, then I'd say yes, definitely. You know, like you wouldn't bother playing Resident Evil One or Resident Evil Two or Resident Evil Three mm. the originals. You just play the new versions because even Resident Evil Three, it's still fucking cool and new one. But if you are hardcore, became Resident Evil fan. You won't be like, I've got to check out the original. And, yeah. and then you have fun, like I just did a couple of weeks ago, having fun going through like, oh, this is different. Oh, this is, um, even though there's not added stuff, the stuff that's taken away is more prefaced, like running through the main mansion. Um, codes are different, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I, I, I would say most people just play the new version of it. It's a thousand times better in every Agreed. respect. Agreed. Well, yeah. my brother, thank you very much for coming on the show for your debut. No worries. Good fun. Yes. And I will I'll, be. Uh, well, hopefully, speak to you before then. But I'll be definitely seeing you in a few months' time. Oh yeah. Um. So I'll definitely be doing your resi reviews. I'm just going to lock that in. All right. Okay. If, if your co-host wants to play a game with you, we, we can do it as a, a threesome. Um. But like, yeah, there'll be a couple of other games i might try and lock down like diamond crisis but yeah whenever you're ready i'll play them and we'll smash them out all right cheers buddy you take care no worries right you have a good day yeah good morning to you good morning for me all right see you later bud down mate see you later
And that was Resident Evil, episode 37 of the show. Thank you very much, for everyone, for listening. Thank you very much to my guest, Phil, for coming on. I hope he did a really good job. Hope everyone enjoyed it. He will be back on soon. And until then, I'll see you all next week. Hope you have a good time. Look after yourselves. Take care. I've been Danny. Bye-bye.